At the dawn of civilization, the greatest philosophers determined that the world was composed of the five rings, air, earth, fire, water, and the void. This is Podcast of the Five Rings. Welcome back. This is Podcast of the Five Rings. I'm your GM, Nick. How's everyone doing today? Fantastic. Fabulous. Jolly. 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 Nice Sunday morning. (laughs) Yeah. Joyous, if you will. Yeah. Jubilant. Wow. Jubilant. Yeah. Um, Not bad. I got no I got no other J's. Uh, God. Jerry? Or is that no? That'd be like the opposite? Did we already say jolly? jolly. I think we started with jolly. Juicy. Oh I'm feeling juicy. I'm definitely (laughs) I'm definitely feeling juicy today. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was juicy. Yeah, I'm feeling juicy today. I'm congested. Yeah. Let's get it out. Of the, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. You're let's very it, congested. Let's, let's get it all out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Keep it back in. <laughs> oh god, it's all over my character sheet. <laughs> First it was claw, now this. Uh, yeah, we need to get those laminated. <laughs> yeah, we need to invest in a laminator. That should be the next uh, podcast purchase, I think. A laminator? Yeah. yeah. Laminator. Laminate some characters. Please sheets. subscribe to this show on <laughs> so, so we can afford a so laminator. We can get a laminator. Laminator things. <laughs> Send us your papers. We'll laminate one document for you. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on the Patreon. Newest benefit. <laughs> Laminated documents. The laminator tier. <laughs> you got your daimyo. You got your emperor. You got your samurai. What about the laminators? <laughs> <laughs> I need them. Uh, all right, let's go around the table. Uh, let's remind everybody who we have. Let's start with Logan because I know you're sitting there thinking of a rhyme. Before I we am. Started. I think I got it. I am Kaizoku, ready to get back on the road with me mateys after killing the evil snake lady. Ooh, Ooh wow! Nice. I'm a matey. Yeah, you guys are my matey, dude. Mateys. Your first matey. Ahoy. We're pirates. Your first matey. Yeah, tight. Nice. Yeah, we mateys. Yarg. 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 Ahoy. <laughs> Next we have Heath. Hey everybody, I'm Heath and I'm playing Sume. Sumi. Nice. You know what? Round of applause for that one. That was solid. Yeah, that was right jolly there. good, jolly good. That was a good one. Thanks. Thanks. Finally we have Zach. That's your boy boy. Boy boy. Your boy boy. <laughs> it's your boy Bo. And daddy's back from the milk store. <laughs> the, the milk store. <laughs> For some reason, I'm just picturing like a store, it's just yeah, rows dude. upon rows of just milk. Hell yeah, Hell <laughs> That's yeah. it. Bo really was the milkman, you know? Yeah. Mom fucked the milkman, and then he left. Yeah. Now he's back. Mm-hmm. It's come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. But he doesn't know. No one knows. No one knows. Well, one person knows. Yeah. And then, of course, we have Nick. <laughs> oh, and there's me. Yeah. yeah got I'm you. Boring. Beat you to it. I'm boring. No, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start introducing myself when I say welcome back, and then I don't have to awkwardly bring myself up again. Welcome back. This is Nick. Here's the <laughs> podcast. No one else I'm doing talk. well. Oh, also, let's do the podcast, I, I guess. I guess. While we're here. I, I'll just while, tell you about While I'm recording my mementos, <laughs> I guess we'll do the podcast. Yeah. Classic. My me- yeah, this is also my memoirs. Yeah. This will yeah. also double as that. All right. <clears throat> Hit us with the recap. Previously on Podcast of the Five Rings. The woman, Aguri, beckoned the ronin 
to have rice and tea with her. Suspicious of her, the Ronin began to question Naguri. All of her answers seemed strangely convenient. Kaizoku pretended to eat the rice, and Sume flat out refused. Bo, on the other hand, graciously accepted the food and hungrily bit into one of the rice balls. He immediately began to feel exhausted, and his limbs grew heavy. Ignoring the old woman's pleas, Sume peeked inside her hut. Against the distant wall, he saw two figures, a boy and girl roughly 12 years old, bound and knocked out. Aguri shrieked in anger and unwrapped the towel she had wrapped around her head, revealing a large second mouth on her forehead with rows of snake-like fangs. She ran to Sume and bit him, wounding him. Kaizoku unslung his Yumi, but couldn't line up a shot due to Aguri's surprising agility. Meanwhile, Bo struck her, forcing her into the defensive. Sume drew his katana and struck her, cutting through layers of thick robes to reveal a hardened carapace of scales growing across Aguri's body. Sume's sword bounced off her monstrous hide, chipping the blade. The old snake woman withdrew into her shack with Kaizoku, Tsume, and Bo in pursuit. Their assault overtook Aguri when one of Kaizoku's arrows sliced off a section of her scaly hide, opening her up to attacks. She lashed out one final time, striking Bo and wounding him, but the three ronin soon defeated her. Coming to the aid of the two children, the boy was quick to claim that he would have easily beaten the monster if he just had his boken. Stubborn and bullheaded, it was definitely the missing child, Kai. The ronin discovered the girl's name was Sora. She was Kai's best friend, and the two children, unhappy with life in the village, decided to run away together to live in the forest. As Kaizoku, Sume, and Bo were talking to the children, a small mob of peasants led by a willful ronin congregated outside of Aguri's hut. The ronin, a woman named Ryoko, explained that she was hired by the leader of Nestled Village to return Sora. Ryoko was not expecting to find Kai, a latchkey kid who ran away some time ago to live with the bandits, but she figured she should return him too, saying that his mother, Hina, would be happy to see him. Suddenly, everything clicked. Hina. It was a name Bo hadn't heard in a very long time. But when he did hear it, it confirmed his every suspicion. The boy looked just like him. Bullheaded and strong like him, too. With rumors of his father being a samurai. A half-truth. Because it wasn't Otomo Nobu who was the father. It was him. You are the father. <laughs> my boy! My boy! My son! <laughs> Never turning down the promise of an even greater reward, Kaizoku suggested taking the children home, abandoning his commitment to Ichiro. Upon returning to Nestled Village, the village leader, Sayaka, graciously paid each of the ronin for the danger they faced, rescuing the children. The parents of the children were soon brought in. Sora embraced her parents, crying, while Kai refused to speak to his mother, Hina. I don't want to be here. There's nothing for me here, Kai protested. Seeing an opportunity, Bo suggested that Kai could come with them. Hina's face went ghost white as she recognized the man she was looking at. They made eye contact, neither one saying a word. Finally, Hina spoke. I will not allow my child to run off with strange men from the forest. And that's where we're going to start today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a classic domestic dispute. (laughs) How do you guys want to handle this? What do you do? I feel like 
Kaizoku doesn't have a big dog. Yeah. I don't have a big dog in the kid fight. He, yeah, Sume doesn't either. So, so keep in I mind, kinda... Kaizoku and Sume have no idea that yeah, exactly. Bo is the father here. It, it, but you could see him as a potential bargaining chip, either with Ichiro or with somebody at the castle. Yeah. You know, Sume, I, I see this kid, and, you know, Kai and Sora both reunited with their parents. And I, at this point, I, I don't want to take him away and, you know, take them somewhere else. Because you're thinking of your own family. I'm thinking of my own family. And there's no need to tear these kids apart. Yeah. Not to mention that you don't really like Ichiro or trust him in the first place. Exactly. I think Kaizoku would just think that it's an inconvenience. Like, it's another mouth to feed. Like, we're already trying to yeah make our own money and we all have our own goals like what is a kid tagging along is just going to make things harder okay okay makes sense to me bo what are your thoughts this is just not knowing that you know yeah it's my boy that, that's your boy um i'm sure bo is going like, through a lot of emotions yeah. right now i'm just i'm very flustered i don't know if i should like say or maybe just talk to her like outside of this try to talk to her privately yeah i'd rather like talk to her privately about it okay but i see this and i say i'll be like he wants to become a samurai and maybe there's some way we can help him just think about it maybe we could talk later about this we are hurt and we're wounded and we need to tend to ourselves before we can figure something out okay okay and you're saying that with the idea that you'll go and speak to Hina about it later. Yeah. Hina and uh, Sayaka are, uh, they're, yeah, they're fine with that. They're fine with that. They don't really say anything, but uh, they uh, they accept uh, Kai back into the village, and that sort of convenes your meeting with the village elder. Sayaka, uh, before... Before we go, is there anyone here who could help uh, Bo and I tend to our wounds? Yeah, there's a there's a there's a village priest who would be able to help you out. Bo, you want to take a little uh, trip to the church? Yeah, definitely need to go there. Yeah, let's go find Jesus. Kami <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Kami <laughs> Jesus. All right, Kami <laughs> <Call me> Jesus. <laughs> okay, so you head to. You head to the local uh, shrine where the local priest offers services, um, and you tell him that you're looking for somebody to help with their wounds, help with your wounds? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So let's make a skill check. Oh, jeez. So? Okay, Zoku probably wanders off to shop. I don't really need to heal or anything. Okay, I mean, it's a small village. It's pretty much identical to Twin Blessings Village. Uh, they don't have much there, but you're looking for something to shop. It's like late evening. The the farmers and the villagers, you know, they're kind of like settling in for the night, eating like their their morning or sorry, their evening meal. You know, yeah. um, it's really quiet. What are you gonna look for? Well, it seems like uh, we're not taking Kai back. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah, so I might just you know resort to just looking for a regular Pillaging. got it uh, yeah. i was gonna say a, a non a non-sentimental fishing net <laughs> okay you want to go shopping for a fishing net you can carve your own initials into it yeah exactly <laughs> getting the fishing net is such a desire for me because i have it written on my character sheet and i don't want to erase it <laughs> honestly that's pretty I've, good, pretty that's good pretty motivation. Real. I, i've been out of the fishing net since the very beginning but i just put a little dot next to it mm-hmm 
and I really want to just get rid of the dot and have the net. Got you. <laughs> Let's start with uh, Bo and Sume. Uh, so for the lightly wounded ring, uh, once lightly wounded, yeah, okay. Once per week, it's a TN4 medicine water check as a downtime action. Okay. So I'm going to say that the priest has a little bit of skill in medicine. So if he aids, he'll give you an additional skill dice. Uh, do you want the priest to make the check or do you want to make the check? Uh, how much how much water has he got? He's not especially talented. Um I'm not going to give you exact numbers, but he has some basic knowledge, but he's not like a trained healer or anything. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll make the check myself. Okay. So he'll give you an additional skill dice. Okay. So I've got uh, two medicine and two water then. Two medicine, two water. I can only keep two, so I mean, it's going to be a tough... uh... Well, he allows you to keep an additional one. Three. Still Still a tough tough check. Damn. Uh, Close, but no cigar. You know, um, I'll just keep a success and an opportunity. Okay. So you fail, which means um, you can't retry that check for another week. Which, geez, I mean, that's like the whole campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Considering it's only been like yeah. two or three days. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Okay. Um, so you're going to be lightly wounded in your water ring. Okay. Is there any other avenues of uh, recovery? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh through bed rest. Additionally, <laughs> a character can attempt to heal through bed rest. Once per week, per wounded ring, a character may make a TN3 fitness check using that ring. Well, maybe I'll find a really comfy bed tonight. Yeah, I think I think it, it's kind of, to me, it's implying like a whole solid week of just staying in bed and taking care of yourself. How about mechanically just one good night of rest? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no, and only because you already tried the medicine check instead. Right. We'll renegotiate tomorrow. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess that that's that. Bo, I wish you better luck than right. me. Well, I'd I, rather I, fix my endurance one then, so I can't for my strife. Wait, hold on. Sorry. What's your question? Oh, exhausted? Yeah, yeah, exhausted. There you go. Uh, okay. So for exhausted, exhausted, all it takes is for you to get a good night's rest. Oh, but that oh, takes okay. a week because resting is a week. No, exhausted. No, no. the exhausted. Well, yeah, but we've just, you know, established that <laughs> resting. <Shut up. laughs> oh, my God. No, He's no, all no. salty now. <laughs> pissed off. Listen to him over here. Okay, so that one I won't have to, like. <laughs> you don't have to roll for the exhausted condition. All you right, just have to sleep. Cool. All right. Um, so do you want to try to make the medicine check? Yeah. Can I have him do it? Because I only have one in water. Okay. I could help him in uh, medicine, though. Okay. So he is gonna roll. Hopefully, he has better than me. Well, it doesn't matter. He probably at least. Yeah, maybe one. I should have gone with you guys so I could have helped you. I have decent water. He's got two in water, one in medicine, plus the one you're gonna aid him with. So it's a TN four, and oh he can keep God. three dice. Please. It's an opportunity again for once. He rolled a whole uh, bunch of nothing. Ah, damn it. Sorry about that. We're not water boys, I guess. (laughs) So Um, you're so Sume is wounded in the water ring and and boat air air ring. Sorry, your air ring. Uh, I'm in water. And your water ring. That's right. Okay. I got high. Both of those guys. Don't worry. I know. I'll carry us in the water (laughs) air department. So um, I want to talk to this priest, man to man. What's his name? I like to know a man's name. Uh, his name is Akira. Akira, man to man. I, I had some pretty bad dreams last night. It's pretty pretty bad dreams. Okay. Oh yeah, you did, huh? 
and uh, I'm, I'm afraid. I was hoping maybe, maybe you can get in touch with the Kami. You know, me and me and the Kami haven't been so close lately. But uh, I was hoping maybe you could talk to the the big guys upstairs, downstairs, all around. <laughs> sure. Uh, and he asks you a little bit about like the dreams you had and uh, what you know, like how did it make you feel? Like what is what's going on? You know, Kira, you ever feel like uh, nothing's going your way? Sometimes you start to have little successes, and then it all just falls apart. It's just like that on repeat. I see. Okay. He's going to think about that. In the meantime, we're going to switch over to Kaizoku. And you want to look for a net? Yeah. I go to the local shops and booths and stalls. So, what we're going to do, a fishing net. Yeah, I'm going to take a casual little stroll through the market. A fishing net is... I disagree with this, but a fishing net is rarity four. Um, so what, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to make you make a commerce check. This, okay. So this is how it works uh, shopping for items. So I'm going to have you make a uh, a commerce check, and the TN is going to be the rarity um, plus whatever modifier based on the location that you're at. So Oh, my God. Yeah, and I don't know if I agree with a fishing net being a rarity four person. That sounds insane because it's also mundane. Yeah, it's like it a fishing has net. The mundane. You should be quality. able to walk into any village and they should have a fishing net that you can buy. Yeah. I don't know personally. All right, so I'm gonna say that this is a small farming village, so it's gonna increase the TN by two. <laughs> My God. I personally think a fishing net being rarity four is stupid. I think that should be rarity one. That should be like a basic mundane item. Let's so just do that. I'm gonna do that. And TN3. plus two, so it's going to be a TN3 commerce water check. All right, perfect. I have three water, and I have one commerce. Here we go, baby. Come on. It's only been like six episodes. I want a net. Hey. By God, it was fucking stressful, but I've done it. <laughs> three successes and three strife. <laughs> you, you strife yourself out looking for it, though. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Let's All right. Go. I really need, I really <laughs> it's because it's been day, you know, the withdrawals from the liquid void are setting in. I'm like really trying to, uh, you know, keep that out of my mind while I search for this fishing net. I'm like, no, 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 not liquid void, net, net, not drugs, bad drugs, net. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it allows you to then buy the item for the listed price. Uh, the listed price is five boo. Personally, that seems outrageously expensive to me. Um, I'll say that you can buy it for one boo. One boo. So one koku equals five boo. So now I would be at three koku and four boo. And yeah, we'll just we'll just do it that way. That's simple enough. Okay. And I have a fishing net now. Yay! So you bought a fishing net. Yeah, I buy the fishing net, and then I, uh, wherever we're staying for the night, I go there and I, uh, I tie my initials into the net in a delicate, <laughs> intricate little pattern. Okay. To restore some semblance of uh, of personality to it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Sweet. Thanks, Nick. So are you kind of giving up on bo- find, uh, retrieving your father's fishing net then? You think Ichiro's he, kind of a lost cause? Yeah, it seems like we're not taking the kid back. I mean, we talked about what we were going to do with him last time. Didn't we kind of sidebar in character last time what we were going to do with the kid? I don't think we Did really we? had any official landing point. But, I mean, before we left Aguri's hut, we were like, we're going to take him to... I was kind of thinking... Closed, Nestled Village? Yeah, Nestled Village or Closed Shell Castle. Anywhere but Ichiro. Okay. That was the vibe I got. Yeah. Anywhere yeah. but Ichiro. So I'm like, yeah. all right, you know what? 
I gotta just move on from that. Yeah, got you. Fire's fishing net sucks. Liquid void especially sucks. But <laughs> yeah, I can find some. I'll okay. keep my ear to the ground. Hmm. Nose of the floor. Hmm. Interesting. Did I hear any rumors or see any nefarious types while looking through the markets? Did you have any opportunity? I didn't, no. No, I'm sorry. Right. You were just focused on buying that net. Yeah. Um, since that was a water check, can I use my uh, passion for travel to reduce three strife when traveling to new location or experiencing a novel thing? Absolutely. Sick. I'd nice. say you've probably never been to Nestled Village. You're looking around, taking in the sights. Sure. Hell yeah. Then I'm back to my four strife. And that's probably all I'm going to do today. I think you probably took that three strife because you were acknowledging that you're probably never going to see your father's fishing net again. Yeah, it was kind of tearing me up inside. But then, you know, it's better to utilize the skills which my father taught me than to use uh, the items that he's passed down to me. You know, the experience that he's given me is worth more than some net. It's kind of poetic. Actually, yeah, gain a void point. Your character learned something. Beautiful. Yeah, he gave up something, but learned a lesson. So I think that's a void point. Sick. All right, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to Sume. All right, so you tell him about what's going on, about the dreams you've been having, about how it's been making you feel. Um, and he uh, he's going to perform a commune with the spirits ritual. He's going to perform a, a ritual to, um, yeah, talk to, the, talk to the kami and talk to... Um, the spirits and see if you know they can enlighten him on your current condition alright Akira grant me strength okay he brings you into the temple he lights the candles he opens with a prayer and um, he becomes a medium with which the spirits can talk to him and he's asking questions about you and about your alignment and spiritually, you know, where you're at. And um, he's taken aback. And he says that you are haunted by some vengeful spirit. You have the afflicted condition. Oh, no. Akira, what can you tell me about this vengeful spirit? Why, why me? What what bad deeds have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Who me? <laughs> yeah, I had it coming. There's no way it's for murdering that guy in cold blood. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no it, way. It was not cold blood. You're right. Warm it blood. was okay. You know, it was hot blood. It, you know, if a guy dies in the forest and no one's around to hear it, it wasn't really cold blooded. Did he really die at all? Did he really die? You was he really it. begging for his life? Who knows? No one, no one was around to hear it. Yeah, just a commie. Yeah. <laughs> out here, Twin Blessings Village, they're godless out here. <laughs> yeah, he says you're being haunted by a vengeful spirit. Uh, he asks if anything... He Okay, so he starts with when did these bad dreams start? Well, I um, they just started, you know, it was a day like any other. Uh, I was just doing my job. Burying bodies. Yeah, just doing my job. And then I, I went to bed that night. Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, killed a guy. <laughs> found a jewel-encrusted sword. Wait, what was that about killing a guy? <laughs> found a jewel-encrusted sword. 
Um, yeah, Akira, I had to kill a man um, in self-defense. Um, I think may- maybe maybe that had something to do with it. And I found I found a sword, an ornamental sword. Hmm. Interesting. And you can tell he's thinking about this for a little while. And he says that his job is to help guide people along their spiritual path and make sure that there's a strong connection between the mortal world and the spiritual world. And um, he personally is not um, terribly committed to the laws of the land. And so whatever dispute you might have had with this guy, he kind of thinks it's not really his business. He's kind of more concerned with your spiritual alignment than anything else. Akira, I, I like that. I, you know, you're a straight shooter. You don't ask too many questions. You see the problem, but how do I how do I fix the problem? Right. Well, um, he can do a he he can attempt a cleansing ritual. Okay. He can attempt a cleansing rite. Okay. So he says, um, he should be able to rid the spirit haunting you if he can perform this correctly but it's a very technical challenge for him okay what what do you need from me from you i'm gonna need five koku (laughs) (laughs) jeez 20 koku just hits me with the same how much did it was like 50 50 koku could you imagine if you asked me for 50 koku no he says he says it's it's I'm I'm sent here to help people along their path, and I don't need anything from you. the The ritual may take a little while, though. Okay. So he'll attempt a cleansing rite. So he's gonna do three for his void ring, and ah, he's a priest. He's got three in theology. He sure does. Nice. All right. T N three theology void check. He did not succeed. So close. Two successes, two opportunity. Am, am I too far gone, Akira? He says no. <laughs> Give it to me straight. <laughs> you just need to. You need to find somebody with greater talent than my own. N- I'm not Akira. Stop it. You're you're great. He says maybe, maybe you would be able to find somebody in uh, the castle. Maybe in Close Shell Castle, they'll have somebody who could help you. Okay. Who's more talented? But you know what? He's going to use that two opportunity. And uh, he attunes himself to you completely through this ritual. And he tells you, using his two opportunity, that um, it's the sword. Hmm. He gets a horrible feeling. A malevolent spirit is um, residing within that sword that you picked up. Can a priest rid the sword of an evil spirit? Or or is this sword just, should I toss it um he's do you tell him much about the parameters of where you found the sword or like yeah you know i'll I'll tell him the whole story yeah now that you're afraid of him turning you in for murder yeah sure okay well he tells you he tells you that um when people are killed in a violent way and their bodies are not cared for in the proper way they can come back as angry vengeful spirits and it sounds to him like this person that the sword belonged to was killed unrightfully and their body was never tended to 
um, or buried or no kind of ritual was given to them. So uh, the spirit lingered within the sword that they carried and is now haunting whoever carries the sword. Hmm. It's ironic that I actually was the only person to show their body any respect, and yet... Mm. Well, if you remember, didn't we also find out that that sword was like probably a gift that someone was just mm-hmm. had on them right in the place so maybe it was killed. already cursed when it was someone... already cursed when it was given as the gift or but maybe it belonged to someone at the way station that was killed unrightfully like maybe the fire was no but accident then didn't you bury all the bodies i did yeah so then wouldn't it like not be i don't know the the, the priest we're getting into we're getting into Some spiritual technical... semantics here yeah <laughs> The the priest says that perhaps if you were to finish the victim's last mission, you, you would be able to rid it of the curse. Hmm. So maybe quest log updated. Maybe if you can return the sword to whoever it was being given to, you could remove yourself of the curse and the curse on the sword. Ah, uh, quest okay. log updated for yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe we should have mm-hmm. talked to uh, Daizo back in Twin Blessings Village about the sword. But I was uh, just feeling greedy. You know, yeah, because that was who wanted you to bury all the bodies. Huh? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, that was some good knowledge. Um, I, I bow to Akira, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna tip him a zinny. I give nice. him a zinny. Nice. He refuses. Ah. Uh, he says, "I am here to help people. I can't take money." Dang, Akira. I like you. Um, he does warn you though. If you go too long, too long while afflicted. It can manifest manifest itself uh, as the taint of Jigoku. Oh. So he recommends that you find somebody or return the sword as soon as possible. Okay. Thank you very much, Akira. That's not good. So it's getting pretty late now, huh? Yeah, it's getting pretty late. Should we check in on Bo and see what he's up to? Yeah. Bo is exhausted, but... Are you going to try to talk to Hina tonight, or are you going to try to wait till tomorrow? I was probably going to wait till tomorrow just because he's so fucked up right now. That's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty smart. You don't want a passionate midnight liaison with... <laughs> <laughs> it would be much more dramatic. Uh, also, don't forget your sword is damaged. Yeah, I was going to ask if I could do that, but it seemed like I'd already done a few things. I'm going to say the cleansing rite took a while, yeah. and it's pretty late, and all the villagers are asleep now. Oh, I so. wasn't trying to push it. Yeah. All right, you guys go to bed. Uh, Bo, you're removed of the exhausted condition. Thank God. It's the end of a scene, so all of you guys go down to half uh, strife and fatigue. Uh, you guys slept, so you guys wake up early in the morning. What are you up to? I'm going to go find uh, Kai and Hida. Okay. You find their uh, their home. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Uh are they both? Do I see like if they're there or anything like that? Or I'll say that they are uh, eating their their morning breakfast. Yeah, they're both home. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go like knock on the knock on the door and try to see if uh, he don't wants to talk. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she opens the door for you and she she sees you and she's obviously you know uncomfortable and taken aback, but she also is kind of aware that this was going to happen so she sort of prepared herself for it um and she kind of like is leery of it she looks both ways before like welcoming you inside and then, uh, <laughs> uh can i say uh can we speak in private and she tells uh she tells kai to um you know 
fuck off. <laughs> Kick rocks, kid. Get 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 to work in the fields, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I see her and I'm in like uh, just shock and just like so many feelings are going on and I just like you know I'm sorry for what happened. I don't I don't. There's just so much going on. The you know I always cared for you, but I was already in an arranged marriage and. I was just ruining everything, so I just had to get away from everyone, and I'm, uh, I'm sorry. She said that what you guys did together was extremely shameful. It was, um, it was, it was a mistake on both of your guys' parts. And she, she's aware that it made you lose your position, your status, your lord expelled you due to your, your un-samurai activity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, it's hard to come up with this shit on the spot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um and um and she was really embarrassed by it too. She couldn't be seen in her village anymore, so she had to leave, and that's how she eventually wound up in Nestled Village with Kai. She just had to get as far away from possible because she couldn't be seen in, in her hometown anymore because it was just so embarrassing. Um and yeah, she's been living out here since then. But she says that it was a huge mistake and it would be best if you guys just never talk to each other again after this. Damn. Um, She's trying her best to just live her life out here and get away from her past, you know? Mm. I asked her, uh, what of Kai? Kai doesn't seem to want to be here. What is he? He's just going to be stuck here and not grow into anything. And she says, but this is home for us, and I need him to help me around the house and around... uh, to help us in the fields and whether he likes it or not he needs to learn that this is his place and that he needs he needs discipline you know he needs to understand that this this is his role in life and he needs to be able to accept that he's blood of a great clan he could be strong no offense but you weren't very strong (laughs) damn what is there anything I could do to prove that I could make him into a strong man I'm going to make this an intrigue scene. All right. Roll for initiative. Dang. Okay. Uh, okay. What do I use for initiative on this one? Sentiment instead of tactics. Well, I ain't got none of that. All right. What Do you know your total? Uh, mine was zero. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, it's just your focus then. Okay. Yeah. Um, four. Four. Okay. Okay. So her objective is to appeal to you. She's going to try to convince you that this is... Kai's place. He needs to stay here, and uh, it would be best for you to just leave because I think she thinks that your presence is just going to complicate everything and make things confusing for him. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's better off if you just left. So a character can get someone else to adopt their viewpoint by accumulating a number of momentum points on successful social checks against their target. So uh, the difficulty value to complete this objective is going to be. I'm going to say the TN for her mm-hmm. is your vigilance. So what's your vigilance? Uh, two. Two? Okay. Yeah, two. And then she needs a number of momentum points equal to your focus, which is four? Yeah. Okay. Oh, jeez. She is going to enter into a void stance, and she's going to try to enlighten you about why it's best for his growth and his outcome to be here with his mother in Nestled Village and away from her father. 
So she's got two there, and she's gonna make, I guess I'll make this a courtesy check, sure. She's got one there. But she tries to explain this to you, but the words ring hollow. Yeah, I'm too dumb to understand. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have much of an effect on you. So she didn't get any points there. So I'm going to say it's your turn now. So I'm going to try to use shallow waters. Okay. Which is uh, learn a material item or a worldly experience the target desires. So is that... Oh. Uh, I guess I'll use it to like appeal to her. Okay, so you're going to try to convince her that he should come with you? Yeah. Okay. By like reminding her of like what her dreams were like, like show him like oh. he has dreams, you know, like you can't just keep him here and doing nothing all the time. Okay. You remember that she's always wanted to travel and see Rokugan, you know? Mm-hmm. She doesn't she hasn't always just wanted to live in the village and like live on the farm her entire life. Like she's had her own aspirations of seeing the world. Um maybe that was something that drew you to her in the first place? Yeah. And you can try to remind her of that. Okay, cool. I'll give you... Okay, so I'm going to say her stats are the same as yours. Two vigilance, four focus. So it's going to be a TN2 check. Mm-hmm. Um, I will reduce the TN by one, though, because I like your train of thought. Hell yeah. Good thing. Well, and then I'm going to use a void point because I only have one in water. And I will use command work. Like I'm like, don't you remember these times? Don't you want them... To yeah. be big? Yeah. All right, cool. Actually, you yeah. know what? You know what? I just reread Shallow Waters right. again. I'm going to keep it at TN2, uh-huh. uh, but if you manage to use the opportunity, if you score an opportunity and you can use the technique, Shallow yeah. Waters, um, I'll allow that to count as an additional like bonus success instead. Oh, yeah. Let's so you still have to trigger it. All right. The TN2. Then, yeah, I'll just do the five successes and three strife. Wow. Let's that was beautiful. Go. What do you okay. on an injured watering? <laughs> what do you say? I explained her. Don't you, don't you remember when we were young, when we were together, all the talks we had, all the time we spent talking about our dreams and things we wanted to do and places we wanted to see. You know, you're not doing that now. Like, let him at least try. Let him at least live for those dreams that he's that he's been talking about. I'm gonna count that as two momentum points. Uh, yeah, so you need baby. two. You need two more. It's her turn. I'm gonna have her switch to her fire ring, and she's gonna say, "All those hopes and dreams. Where did they? What did they do for us? Where did they lead us? Ashamed and miserable. You lost your status. I lost my home. Where? Where did those hopes and dreams get us? I think it's best for him to understand his place. I'm gonna say she's got." three in the fire ring and one courtesy she's gonna take she got one success one strife and one opportunity so one success wasn't enough to convince you or sway you one way or another she's gonna take one strife though and with her one opportunity she's gonna get you riled up and what she's saying is starting to like get really personal and really bother you so i'm gonna have you take two strife god damn it well i am at my composure Ooh. Okay. And if I unmask, I just lose, right? Isn't that a thing in... It just depends on how you decide to unmask. It's sort of context sensitive. Okay. It just what? it just depends on what you decide to do exactly. I'm... It's only if I go over, though, huh? It's only... Yeah. If you if you meet it, you're not compromised. It's when you go over. All right, well... You got, like, one more huh? solid turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. 
So it's your turn. If she wants to get fire, I guess I'll get fire too. <laughs> damn. So I'll use. So I have two fire and one command. And I'm gonna use a technique called Steering the Embers. Oh. Page. This is a fun one. 219. Okay, well, let's see how much opportunity you roll. All right. Something good. Uh, one success and one opportunity. So you don't do enough to convince her, but you can use the one opportunity to use during the embers. All right, cool. So basically how that works right, yeah. is uh, you can choose one of your... You can choose one of your advantages to allow you to reroll three dice on a check, or you can choose one of her disadvantages to make her reroll three dice on a check. Make her reroll. You know one of her distinctions is that she's ashamed of her past, and that will uh, be a disadvantage for her on, I'll say, social water checks. Mm, okay. Yeah, I guess I'll do that, yeah. Okay. I'm just like, you're just so scared to change. You don't want to... You just always look at your past and you're always worried about what people think about you and you never want to... You could always change. You could always do something better with your life if you wanted to. And I think you should let Kai do that. Okay. It's her turn. She's mad. And you know what? I'm just going to have that distinction count against like all of her social checks on this scene, regardless of ring. Hell yeah. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. She'll stay in fire. Because she can see that she's getting under your skin. You're getting striped out. She has one success and one strife, but because of your stirring the embers, she has to re-roll that. She just has the one success, which isn't enough to convince you of anything, and she can't use the opportunity to give you strife. The uh, argument is try- starting to devolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it. It's starting to become name-calling. Yeah, well, you stink! <laughs> and oh. it's starting to get just very petty. It's it's th- it's not really so much about Kai's future and what's best for him, and it's really starting to turn into just your guys' messed-up past together. Yeah, well, you always had shit in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you always, you always well, smelled like milk. <laughs> love milk (laughs) how dare you talk about milk don't bring milk into this (laughs) it's your turn finish her i gotta try to get finish her with words come on you just need one more good roll yeah i don't have shit though um have you used all your shuji yeah at least you got to use them Uh uh-huh that's tight i'll just be in earth and i'll just be like the most basic thing I'm his father, and I know best. <laughs> command oh, check. He yeah. must come with me. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm the man. That looks promising. Did it work? Is he the man? I? I can't see his dice from here. Is he the man? I'm the man. He's the man. <laughs> I have uh, three successes, two strife, and one opportunity. And I guess I'll just use one of the opportunity to remove one of the strife. Okay. But you still had two strife from that, right? So you still would gain one, which would make you compromised, correct? Yes. Okay. But he but did get one momentum point. I did get one, yeah. You did. So you're at three now. And he's a man. <laughs> I'm a man. That's the most important part, is that the world knows. Okay, she's going to switch to air stance, and she's going to become very evasive about it all. And you can tell that she's not trying to um, engage with anything that you're saying directly. Mm-hmm. And it feels like she's very much um, trying. 
she's kind of just trying to be coy about the situation now and not engage with it directly. She's becoming very evasive. So she's an air stance. I got a whole lot of nothing. Whole lot of nothing. Um, she's going to use one opportunity to see how strifed out you are, and she mm. notices that you're compromised. You're how does how does Bo act when he becomes compromised? Uh, he gets frustrated. He's um he's really angry that like he's not being understood, and everyone like is just like, well, I'm mad at her because she's like just wants to be like everyone else, and just wants to be stuck in her little spot, and just because of her class and all this stuff, and like it just angers him, and he's just frustrated and just confused, I guess, just like doesn't understand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and. With her one opportunity in her air ring, she notices all of that about you, and she can kind of infer all of that knowledge, and uh, she understands about just how upset you are right now. It's becoming very obvious. Physically, how does Bo yeah. act? Uh, he's just like, I guess he's just like pacing and just kind of like shaking his head a lot and just like okay. breathing heavily. Like, <laughs> like, like a bull. Uh, like, yeah. like a bull. Like a bull. <laughs> <laughs> Starts fucking trotting in circles, yeah. stomping the ground. Yeah. Like, he, starts feedback. he starts goring random objects <laughs> in the hut. Uh, okay. She doesn't get any momentum points against you, though. It's your turn. But since she's an air stance, it's now a TN3. Oh, my God. She's becoming evasive. Uh, well, then, I'm just going to unmask, then. All right. And I'm just going to be like, you're just like everyone else. You want to follow these loyalties and all these just... Stick in your lane, stick in your class. You don't want to dream or do anything. You just want to sit here and wallow and just accept all those people in the castles that think they're so much better than us and think everything's just, like, fine this way. I hate it. This is so wrong. I can't believe you're doing this to you and your son. And you just believe that. And just, I can't deal with this anymore. I just, I don't understand anymore. And I'll just unmask. And I guess... I want to know what she wants to say back to me at least, but I'll probably leave and just kind of give up. Okay. I need some milk. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be at the bar drinking fucking milk. She says Kai needs to understand his place. He needs to accept his responsibility here at the village, and he needs to learn discipline. And I don't see him learning any of those things by gallivanting around Rokugan doing whatever the heck it is you're doing. I don't see him living with you and you being a positive role model for him. I don't see any of that. And I think his best place is here. And that's what she says. I just, yeah, I just storm off. I'm just too frustrated to even, like, talk to her anymore. I just understand she doesn't care about what I have to say. And it's just going nowhere, so. All right. Yeah. That was so close. But Man. Anger got the best of me. Brutal. Mm-hmm. So since you just yeah, since you unmasked, I'm gonna have the end, the scene end right there. Um, unfortunately, you failed. You did not manage to convince her to have Kai come with you. So close. I'll have you gain a void point though. Nice, nice. That's it, my boy. Dang. Well, it's probably for the best. Yeah, I'm probably I'm pretty shitty dad, I guess. <laughs> uh, Tsume and Kaizoku. While all of that is going on. This is like the early morning. Yeah, this is early morning. You hear yelling throughout the whole village. Yeah, since you unmasked, <laughs> there might have been, people might have overheard some of the conversation. Yeah, they probably, I was probably out like trying out my new fishing net, kind of like meditating 
by fishing early in the morning. Okay. Then I finally got my net. I'm, mechanically, I want to reduce strife, so I'm meditating. But I probably would have been disrupted in the middle of that by overhearing the uh, <laughs> okay. loud argument and seeing uh, Bo storm out of this random woman's house <laughs> yeah. early in the morning and arguing with her. I'm like, what the? I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say because he unmasked, he prevented you from being able to get like a good meditation. <laughs> this motherfucker! <laughs> and I didn't catch. And you're scaring all the fish away, so I don't even catch anything. Yeah. Hey, I want to go. I want to go find Kaizoku and talk to him about it. Yeah, I'm just out by the. I'm out we're near a little stream or river. Sure. I imagine. Yeah. yeah, I'm just out there with my fishing net. I'm like frustratingly like pulling it back in. I'm like that motherfucker is so. What is going on? Yeah. So loud. Doesn't he know? It's like 6 a.m. So I'll say you two. I'll say, I'll say Kaizoku and Sume are together then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, how you doing, Zoku? Can you, can you catch any big ones? No. Who could catch anything out here with both fucking screaming like that? Did you hear? <laughs> yeah. That what, this what was that about? Was that I, Kai's mom? I guess so. I don't know. I don't. What could they have to talk about? Why is everyone so obsessed with that kid? It's like, I don't know. We he's, found him. He's back. He's fine. What are we even still doing here? Yeah, that kid literally sucks. Yeah, he's literally the worst. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I, I wonder if uh, the mom was yelling because we brought him back. Yeah, she might have been a little upset about that. <laughs> no, but it's, it is kind of weird that Bo seems so involved. Maybe we should talk to him about maybe, it maybe yeah gosh you know his screaming kind of reminded me of when you were yelling and crying on the river this had a similar sort of uh yeah his cathartic was, kind of yeah his was much more like i don't know manly <laughs> yeah he's got a deep it was voice. kind of impressive yeah maybe we should go find him you know zoka you also you're looking a little pale your eyes are a little uh sunken in yeah i'm not feeling the, the best it's probably just all this travel you know, I thought you, you love traveling. <laughs> yeah, I do. I love traveling, but you know, even when you love travel, you still sometimes just want to be sleep in your own bed. You know, yeah, I... it's it's that. It's that. It's all the travel. Yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> it's also really cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to get the shiver. You, you need a sweater, bud. <laughs> All right, maybe we should... Let's maybe, go find Bo. He can give you yeah, a Yeah, big... give me like five minutes. This fucking net, man. It's not quite the same as my dad's getting... Give me a second. All right, could I make a, a labor check to try and catch a fish? <laughs> <laughs> right next to me as yeah. I'm struggling with the net? Okay. All right. Yeah, labor earth. I want to produce a fish. <laughs> produce a fish. <laughs> produce a fish. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like this might be more of a survival check. All right, yeah. Let me, let me do a quick survival check. Okay. I'll make us. I'll make it a TN one. Yeah, I'll use uh, I, the stuff here's not biting, man. You shouldn't. Do, don't even bother trying. Yeah. Okay. What What would I have to catch it with? I mean, uh. Oh, you don't have a fishing net? No. Oh man, you sound pretty you prepared. Well, I have zero survival. Let me just try and catch one with my hands. <laughs> jump, Hell yeah. Jump in through. Okay, so you're in an Earth stance, so you're just gonna do it with like sheer willpower and patience. Yeah. You're just gonna stand in the river and try to grab it. Yeah. Well, I'm screaming. <laughs> uh, yeah, make this. It's it's not like a rushing, raging river like it is over in Twin Blessings Village. It's like a it's like a quiet creek. You okay. know, it's a small little stream. So I'm not gonna have you be worried about being pulled away in it. Kaizoku. Must be nice. Yeah. Um, TN one Earth survival check. TN one. All right. I couldn't catch anything with a net. <laughs> you. 
I, I didn't say you didn't catch anything. I thought the, I want to roll the catch. No, no, no. Too. I thought, <laughs> I thought <laughs> because I thought the point of your check was to meditate. It was. It was. Fishing's I, a meditative experience. It is. That doesn't necessarily mean you weren't able to catch anything. All right, if this motherfucker is gonna roll the catch something with his bare hands, I definitely want to roll to catch something with a right, neck. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. How about this? How about this? Kaizoku, TN1, Tsume, TN3. All right. All right. I got two Earth. I don't, do I have to do it in you Earth? You do not have to do it in Earth. All right, sense. I'm not going to do it in Earth. I'm going to do it in fucking... I'm going to do it in water. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Fuck you, Tsume. I got yeah. one success, one opportunity, and one strike. Kaizoku, I don't blame you. I, I, I couldn't catch a fish either. I... I'm just grasping. No, he did it. I pull, I pull, I pull out, uh, I pull out a single fish with my fishing net. Oh my god! Is <laughs> that the? Uh, this is how you fucking do it, Sume. Is that the first fish you caught with that net? Yeah, this is the fucking maiden catch. Let's go, let's go roast it up. I break a bottle on the fish, <laughs> <laughs> like the maiden voyage for a boat. Ah, uh, I see. There you go. All right, yeah, well done, Kaizoku. Thanks, man. I couldn't have done it without you, yours, and Bo's help. Good. Yeah, let's go find Bo. Maybe he'll want to eat some of this fish. Let's. Yeah, let's go show him the fish. We'll and split this one small fish three yeah, ways. Yeah, we'll split this tiny little minnow three ways, and maybe that'll kind of we'll broach the subject on his argument. Yeah. We'll have breakfast. Let's talk about this all over breakfast. Yeah. Cool. Maybe we can poach it in some milk. Yeah, let's <laughs> go. He loved that. Poach this <laughs> milk steak. Fish in milk. You guys catch up to Bo. He's clearly emotionally distraught. Mm -hmm. What do you guys? Where do you guys go and have your breakfast and talk about what's going on? Bo, I caught my first fish in my new net. That's, Check it out. You got one fish in your net. There's your dad never taught you how to fish. One or what? fish. <laughs> well, this fish will feed us all. Bo, I would have caught more if it weren't for you yelling this morning. Might be nice to have a dad who could teach you how to do things. <laughs> yeah, you need <laughs> yeah, I don't have a dad. <laughs> I had a dad once. Uh, where Where are you guys? I'm just curious. We're wandering back the city from city center. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So you're on the road headed back toward, say, Where Twin Blessings we, Village. Well, or we're still in Nestled Village. Maybe yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I imagine this is right it's after still the his, morning. His argue, uh, All right. After, you guys are like on the outskirts of Nestled Village. Just yeah, made a fire yeah. and you're cooking up your fish. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. And Bo's giving me shit for only catching one fish, and I'm like, well, I could have caught more if somebody wasn't screaming all morning uh, in the hut next door. Yeah, yeah. Bo, hey. what was all that about? That, that, uh. What could you possibly have to argue about with a village woman at a place we've never been at 6 a.m.? Yeah. He, Kai's my son. He's my kid. What? No, Record he's scratch. Not. <laughs> no, he's not. No, you don't even look alike. Yeah. Well, they kind of, they kind of do. Well, you actually, you kind of have to admit they do sort of look alike, actually. Well, you know the whole story uh, about how like I'm not. How does that even? I'm a Ronin now. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know much about you. Back, back then, I was pretty up in the clan, and I was. What clan? In the clan? You're like, which clan? <laughs> I, I was in the Crane clan. I was uh, pretty popular. I had an arranged mar marriage going on, and uh, I met Hida, and she was just cool and down to earth. and I She just got it, you know? Cool, oh, and, and that I, was yeah, that's who uh, you were arguing about was the woman in the village. Yeah, uh, I had an affair and uh, ruined it all, and now... I'm just a Ronin, and that's Kai's my son, and I wanted to help him be a man, but she, what are the she fucking refused. odds? <laughs> what are the chances? Small villages, that's, man. 
like, yeah, geez, Bo. I'm, and so I, what were you arguing about? I wanted to take him. I mean, we I saved your kid. You wanted to take him with us? Yeah. He's, he's just going to be bored here. He's just going to run away again and get what? himself killed. He's got to learn how to protect himself. What good is he going to do for us? We, we, we could teach him. You guys were once little kids doing learning, weren't you? Yeah. You know? Yeah, my father taught me. Every- oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah my father good? would take me out on the fishing boat. Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my, my dad taught me a thing or two before he died. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, um, I see what you mean. But she refused, man. I, I, I don't know what to do, man. She, does, she won't let me take him. Well, did you ask Kai? Yeah, maybe you should go tell Kai you're his dad. Yeah, does, Kai know. Know. does Kai know about all Subvert this? the mother. Just, uh, I don't know. Are you going to kidnap the kid? I'll, go, <laughs> I'll tell him. That's I'll classic. Know. Like the father kidnapping his own kid to like yeah. flee and run across straight, state lines. <laughs> it would be It would be interesting. It would be interesting. Classic. Yeah. I don't know. I want him. I don't know. She, the thing she said to me, she just made me seem like a failure. And I don't want him to be like, I don't want to hang out with that loser. What if he rejects me too? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Well, it's very likely. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, what, Bo? I've been away for so long from him. I don't know if he'd even care to want to be with me. He didn't seem like he wanted to before. He just he seemed like he wanted to be on his own, you know? But someday he's going to get himself in trouble again, you know? Like, look how we found him. He was going to be eaten by a snake lady. Yeah. yeah but then is, is, is that your problem? You didn't even know <laughs> you had a son before this. <laughs> This didn't matter before. A lot to think about. I don't know, guys. What should we do? I think... All right, well, look. I I don't want to take away from your problems. (laughs) (laughs) But, guys, I learned about a problem I've got. Um, I'm afflicted. (laughs) (laughs) You just start wearing affliction Uh, (laughs) t-shirts. Super buff. Yeah. Oh... Oh, I'm afflicted. <laughs> you say uh, it with your your monster energy my drink. Best and your, fucking new what metal you, voice. When, um, what? When did this happen? So, apparently that that sword. I think um, Akira the priest. He told me that 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 sword carried a, some kind of curse, and I either need to bring that sword to its rightful owner, or I need to find a priest who can cure my affliction. Well, how are we going to do either of those things? Well, the sword, maybe I could, we should, probably should have asked around in Twin Blessings Village. Or we could just go to Close Shell Castle. Maybe they know something there. Or maybe we could find a priest there who could help me. We I have, don't know. We have been hearing a lot about Close Shell Castle. Yeah, we should go to the castle, I think. Maybe I could find some way to prove that I would be a good, good father, a good uh, inspiration to my son. And maybe we could figure out some way to convince Ida. Maybe get yeah. my honor back for her, you know. I, I don't know what the vibes are like at the castle though. What do they get? Three, three Ronin just show up. What do they? You do know that they're hiring Ronin. They're hiring, yeah, they're hiring Ronin. Ronin. Yeah, we just show up and ask for work. Well, maybe I can make some money and. Uh... Okay, guys. Maybe maybe Close Shell Castle. That's our that's our next move. You say that, and then you see a messenger, a courier, come running down the road toward Nestle Village. Um, he runs right past you. I trip him. Where you going, nerd? Yeah, I put my <laughs> put my leg out. 
Spoils. <laughs> you know what? He didn't even see your leg pop out. He's so uh, distracted and distraught. He trips over your leg and falls. Ooh, I feel I feel kind of bad. <laughs> I didn't think it would please. <laughs> does he drop all of his messages and papers? Yeah, yeah, he does. But he turns around and he says, Setsuo's been arrested. He's being held at Close Shell Castle. Oh, dang. And that's Dad? where we're going to end today's episode. What? Damn it. Setsuo? Oh. Probably... The, this crime was assigning too many side quests. <laughs> <laughs> Asking too much. His uh, crime was exposition. Yeah. <laughs> that was the leader from Twin Blessings. Right? Yeah, yeah, that okay. was the village leader of Twin Ichiro's Blessings. Ichiro's dad. Ichiro's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been arrested. Uh oh. Oh, shit. Uh oh. Setsu uh oh. Name of the episode right there. Setsu uh oh. Set, setsu uh oh. Yeah, that's classic. It's good. That was an episode, for sure. That's some mm. drama. I kind of wish you would have succeeded on convincing Getting her. Getting the boy. Yeah, oh, uh, all of you guys gain an experience point. Nice. Can, we have, can we have two? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to level up my Earth Ring so bad. Zach, I, I will not have you gain an extra experience point because I don't really consider that whole thing quite resolved yet. What do you mean? Oh, so not yet? Yeah, you you gain one experience point oh, okay. for the episode, but I'm I'm doing a thing where if you can resolve something from your past, you gain an ex, like an extra experience point. Mm, okay. All right. Well, that was a good one. That was a banger. Thanks, Nick. That was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More of a narrative episode. Yeah, but I got got the fishing got net the bag, bag, baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's go on yeah. top of the world. <laughs> I'm on top of the world. <laughs> um, but you didn't get the liquid void. No, no. And I was actually going to, uh, since we were doing our little, like, honesty share circle right there, I was going to be like, guys, I have a confession to make. I'm an addict. I'm a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fiending. I'm absolutely fiending. But yeah. next time. Next time. Next time. Next time. Um, cool. Well, thank you, Nick, for another riveting episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for playing, as in you two, yeah. Heath and Zach. The others. Yeah. The Thanks. others. Yeah. Happy uh, to be here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you all of our listeners for tuning in if you like what you heard please check us out on Patreon for additional content and a bunch of bonuses we got merch and stuff now uh, and you can find us there at patreon.com slash pot5r p-o-t-5-r please like and subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you are listening whatever it is wherever it is we appreciate it. Big shout out to Brandon Spain for helping out with some of our music. Shout out to Dylan Munoz for our sweet album art. Um, we're gonna have some new character art pretty soon. Looking I'm not gonna to fully it. shout it out until we until we have it. But yeah. it's in the works. I've it's seen in the uh, works. I've, I've seen, seen rough, shout out Bruin. I've seen yeah. rough drafts and I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, uh, they're all the characters are looking awesome. Um, we got a T-shirt made. We did get a sample of our Patreon t-shirt. They're pretty nice. The Emperor Tier yeah. t-shirt. It Very is pretty comfy. nice. Very it's soft. soft. The yeah. softest. It's soft. It's cream colored. Mm-hmm. It is cream colored. And it's got the Tory gate on it. And it looks pretty good. Yeah, I can vouch. Pretty pretty mm-hmm. good looking shirt. Yeah. So if you're looking for a shirt, hit that Emperor Tier. We're going to change the design every, if every delivery. If you're looking for a shirt, hey. We got shirts. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we got that's shirts. crazy. We got them. Or if you're looking They're for there. a sticker. Or a sticker. Know, whatever you want. You know. Um, shout out Mother's Day is coming up. 
by the time this episode comes out, mm-hmm. it'll be a week before Mother's Day. Okay. So this guys, is an appropriate time to shout it out. This is the time to shout it out. Yeah. So that everyone's... Giving you a reminder. Yes. Go Good. do something for your mom. Good work. Yeah, there you go. I was mm-hmm. actually just wondering about Mother's Day. Yeah, I think it's like May. Because my mom called me yesterday and I was something. like, fuck, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, no, this is just like a regular call. No, this is, this is your warning. Okay, cool. Thank you. Shout out Zach. It was his birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy oh, birthday. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Zach. Happy birthday. Thanks. The non sag boy in the party. Exactly. Yeah. Our little bullheaded Taurus boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Just like Bo. Bowheaded. Oh, yeah. Bowheaded. <laughs> Zach's fucking bowheaded. Uh, oh. I got nothing else. Yep. Yeah, me either. I got nothing. All right. Well, let's fucking call it. I'll call it. All right. Three, two, one. Bye. Now, a short story for our daimyo and emperor patrons. The sun rises over the mountains in the east. Three friends ride horseback through the hillside. Their destination? A rumored lake, said to have the largest trout in the region. Their saddlebags weigh heavy on their mounts. They plan for a week of fishing, campfires, and telling stories. I'll race you to the trees, one of the friends exclaims. It's Pierre N., He takes off galloping across the tall grass toward a copse of trees. His laughter fills the air when suddenly something happens. It's so fast the other two friends could barely grasp what happened. In the blink of an eye, the horse falls to the ground. Their friend is catapulted from the horse's back and lands with a hard thud on the ground. The two race to their friend's side. The horse, it seems, got its legs stuck in a gopher hole obscured by the tall grass. It winces in pain as its leg is clearly broken. Their eyes follow the trajectory of their fallen friend, and their faces turn to horror. Laying spread eagle across the grass is their friend, his skull dashed between two jagged rocks. He is dead. The odds were one in a million, and today was his lucky day. Distraught, the two friends discuss how to handle their emergency. We need to bury him before the scavengers get to him, the short, stout friend says, tears in his eyes. It's Nick W. No, the tall, lanky friend says. It's Evan S. Our friend was a righteous man. He'd never allow himself to be buried in the wilderness like an animal. Let's wrap him up and carry him to the closest town, where a priest can offer burial rites. The short, stout friend begrudgingly agrees. He knows his friend would haunt him for burying him without a proper service. Besides, he knows there is a small town with a temple to the south within a day's ride. The two friends wrap up their deceased friend in a blanket and secure him on one of the remaining horses. Knowing there would be no way to tend to the wounded horse, the friends end its suffering before departing. That night, camped under the stars, the two friends sit beside a fire, numb to the pain they experienced that day. They eat their dinners, though neither has an appetite. 
wandering out of the hills comes a lone woodcutter. It's Josh B. He saw the fire and came looking for a place to rest his head for the night. He greets the two friends, but neither one engages him beyond common courtesies. Their face is solemn, and their demeanors somber. They agree to let him camp with them for the night, and not another word is spoken. Hours later, the woodcutter awakens to make water. The two friends are still asleep. Leaving the campsite, he trips over a heavy object, wrapped in a thick blanket. Startled, he looks to see what it is, and finds a dead body with a horrible gaping wound on its head. Unsure of what he just discovered, the woodcutter quickly packs his belongings and leaves without saying a word to the two friends. That afternoon, traveling north along the road, the woodcutter comes to a bustling city. He settles into an inn to rest his feet and eat a meal. While resting, he hears shouting from outside and decides to investigate. A group of local Yuriki are looking for a pair of killers wanted for murdering a local shopkeeper after a botched burglary. It's Rachel, Brandon H., and Isaac J. The woodcutter looks at an artist's rendering of the killers and sees two young men, one short and stout, the other tall and lanky, with features similar to the men he met last night. Astonished, the woodcutter tells the Yuriki everything. They bring him to their captain, where he listens patiently. It's Stephen S. Upon hearing the woodcutter's story and asking a handful of follow-up questions, he assembles a team of his finest riders and sends them south in search of the killers. That evening, the two friends make it to their destination, a small town with a temple, little more than a way station for travelers looking for basic services and accommodations. They make their way up the temple steps and speak with a priest inside. It's L.E.G. The priest listens intently as the two friends retell their story. Their voices crack as they descend into tears. He gives them boarding for the night and makes arrangements for a burial in the morning. He sends a messenger to the Burakaman village just outside of town to summon gravediggers for the ceremony. It's Jerome M. In an instant, the messenger is gone. At dawn, the two friends meet the priest on a hill just outside of town. He's joined by two gravediggers, Burrowcommon hired to dig the grave and bury the body. Their faces are covered by simple cloth masks, as is the custom in the region. One is short and stout, the other tall and lanky, with an odd stride. The priest begins with a prayer when he is suddenly interrupted. Galloping down the road from the north are a dozen riders, armed with Yari. They stop the ceremony as they encircle the burial. Stop immediately! These two are wanted for murder, the leader says as he dismounts and draws his jite. It's Jason F. He reads off an official ledger calling for the arrest of the two friends. Bewildered, the two friends don't know what to say. The lead rider continues. Witnesses saw the two fleeing the city after murdering their victim, but not before the victim impaled one of the attackers through the leg with a knife. Show us your legs, he commands. After a thorough search, no wounds are found on either of the friends, and they recount their story once again. Perplexed, the lead writer thinks for a moment, 
believing it could be some form of trickery. He apologizes and allows the priest to continue the ceremony, but he does not order his Yuriki to leave, hoping to catch the two friends slip up and expose themselves for who they are. The two gravediggers begin to bury the body, but the lead writer notices one of the Burakamen stands in one place, refusing to move. He also notices how similar their physiques were to the two friends. He orders the gravediggers to take off their masks. First, the tall, lanky one removes his mask. It's Hufsta. Then the short, stout one removes his mask. It's John N. The gravediggers have an uncanny resemblance to the two friends. Suddenly, the short one makes a break for it, but one of the Yuriki easily catches up to him and strikes him down with her Yari. It's Hannah P. The tall one reveals the wound on his leg and confesses to the crime, explaining that he and his partner were planning to lay low in the Burrowcommon village and work as gravediggers until his wound had healed. The Yuriki arrested the man and brought him north for judgment. That night, the two friends tried to make sense of the events which had just unfolded. The same fate that ended the life of their friend also brought a pair of killers to justice. Is life an endless string of random events, or is there some kind of cosmic plan to it all? Is suffering arbitrary, or does it have a purpose? They didn't know. What they did know was that the odds were one in a million, and today was their lucky day. If you enjoyed this short story and would like to be included in the next one, then become a Daimyo or Emperor Patron on patreon.com slash pop5r. Thank you for listening.